6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. 620 Live, so that we may all speak boldly. Having just gotten back from vacation, you know, you usually go on vacation to get rid of some of the stress in your life, at least for a little while. So, you know, I can say that while it's good to get away, it's always good to get back as well. Uh, I mean, it it does have its drawbacks, you know, because you're back to reality. But, you know, it's time to get back into this, to get back into recording and, you know, the podcast so that, you know, we can learn a little bit more about stress. Did you know that stress can actually lead to sleep disorders? Now, I know that, yeah, I suffer from, you know, sleeping weird, you know, due to the fact of being blind, it's a condition called, like, non-24, which, you know, there's no visual stimulation to tie you out, and I know other blind people that go through it as well, so, yeah, I do my best to stay active and to try and tire my body out, you know, so there's, um, physical stimulation to make me exhausted as opposed to, you know, the, uh, the visual aspect of it. But I, I still do take, you know, some different medications to, for lack of a better term, <laughs> to knock me out. Um, cause it seems like my brain wants to stay active and, you know, I think some stress, you know, you can not even think that you're stressing about it, but yet you still do. So it's, you know, it's kind of a balancing act there as well to stay laid back and, you know, still care about stuff, but not to worry about it. But stress can actually lead to sleep disorders. And like I said, I think it's, you know, there's some of those, um, let's see how to say this, like subconscious or, uh, I think that's the right term anyway, of you know, stress like that you're not actively worrying or stressing over it, but yet it's still in your subconscious. You think that you've gotten rid of it, but, you know, technically you haven't. Um, which, you know, your brain constantly works thinking about, well, how am I going to pay this and how am I going to pay that? And that's not the type of brain activity that you know, I normally have at night. What I normally deal with with the brain activity is I'll just start thinking about, for instance, say baseball, and it will, you know, go back to, well, who was that player that his last name started with the C on the 1995 Braves, you know, and it's like, and I'll, and I'll lay there trying to think of it, trying to think of it, trying to think of it, and yet I can't. And it drives me crazy until I eventually either come up with the name and, you know, then can hopefully drift off to sleep. Or, you know, it, it could be a football, or it could be a book that I've read that I'm trying to remember the name to because the scene keeps running through my head, or a part of a song. I mean, it's not necessarily baseball, it's not necessarily a book, but it's 
things along those lines which tend to, you know, keep me awake. And it's it's a bit more than annoying. Um, in fact, it can lead to frustrations until I just get really good and ticked off. And, you know, then I either get back up and start reading or, you know, get back on the computer. Um, and, and sometimes reading as well, you know, I'll really get into a book and, you know, get sleepy. So I stop reading or listening to the book. And then it's like, I just want to go back to reading it. So, you know, everybody's got to find what works for them whenever it comes to sleep. But, you know, let me get off of the soapbox before I fall. And we can move on to, you know, other parts of uh, this with Philippians. Uh, excuse me. Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. You know, and the the not sleeping will lead to a shorter fuse than normal. And we, we've mentioned that before. And usually whenever I've gone, you know, several nights with like one or two hours of sleep, my, well, let me take that back. In the past, it would, you know, take a while for my fuse to get shorter. But now it seems the older that I get, it only takes one night and that fuse is really short and easily lit as well. So I'm sure other of you that are listening to this, you know, go through that as well. And that, you know, that's just really human nature that, you know, you don't have a whole lot of patience whenever you're weary or tired or, you know, um, weighed down like that. But it can also make you extremely sleepy during the day as well, having too much stress in your life. Because, you know, you're not sleeping at night, so your body's going to get tired a lot quicker, and it can be high noon and you can't move or, you know, you want to go to sleep. So you do, and eventually you get your days and nights mixed up, you know, so stress causes a, a lot more than just like stomach issues or headaches or things along that line it really goes to bothering your whole entire body and you know it leads into having productivity issues you know you don't get as much done as you did whenever you do get good night's sleep you know um and that comes from not sleeping good it comes from you know you're not moving as fast um you're a little numb to certain things uh, and i would say like even from my perspective being, you know, blind, it still gets like a, a fuzzy feeling, you know. Um, you don't pay quite as much attention, so you're more likely to make, you know, some mistakes. But, yeah, you know, I want to ask you this. Can you give up being anxious? Can you give up stress? Sure you can. You know, I mean... That's not, that's not a spoiler here that sure you can give up stress and, you know, being anxious. But how, how do you do this? I mean, granted, it is very difficult to do, yet simple, but difficult um, for us to do. Or, or maybe it's better to be said it's hard to do, but simple um, in actually doing it. Or maybe a, a little backwards there. What I mean is the answer to do it is very simple, though the process can be difficult because, you know, we know to carry it to Jesus. That's the easy part. You know, we know to leave it with Jesus. That can be a lot harder. 
because we, you know, tend to think that we can do it better, we can solve it, or we don't want to bother him with it. Regardless of what the case is, it's the answer to give it to Jesus is very simple. The actual act of giving it to Jesus is quite difficult. But, you know, we must go into these problems of the stress and things that are causing the stress believing. We must go into it being prayed up, believing, and ready to actually give it up and not to pick it back up from handing it over to Jesus's hands. You know, um, there's an old gospel hymn out there uh, talking about taking it to the Lord in prayer. You know... Again, and I may repeat myself a lot here, is that is very easily done. Taking it to God in prayer is very, very easily done. However, like I've said, and I will continue to say because I'm trying to stress this point. Yeah, I I know, I know. I can just imagine the groans as I'm saying that. The hard part is leaving it with him. And, you know, he has very capable hands in case anyone, you know, was wondering. Um, but, you know, we don't need to take just some things to Jesus. You know, and I've been very guilty of this, and I know others who have as well. I'm not calling any names because that's the majority of us. We take some things to Jesus, like... Whether it's a bill that needs to be paid or, you know, food that needs to be bought. Like, where are we going to get the money? Or, you know, how am I going to get here? This vehicle's messing up. You know, we take some things to Jesus. You know, we don't need to take just some. We don't need to take just the big things. Because a lot of us want to carry just the big things to Jesus. The big problem. But you know, I think a lot of times they, the smaller problems in our life is what eat at us a little bit more. You know, kind of like a, a termite. You know, will eventually eat through, you know, an entire wall or entire foundation. You know, because they do it a little bit at a time. And it takes a while for it to happen, but eventually it will happen. You know, and that is what I believe that the little problems do to us is they eat at us a little bit by little bit. And, you know, more than likely, sometimes we don't even see this happening to us, but yet it does. You know, it's, we consider thinking like inconsequential and unimportant, but yet the little things are just as important. Uh, they may not be you know, in the short term, but in the long term, they are. But, you know, we don't need to take just the small things to Jesus. What we need to do is take a three-letter word, and that would be A-L-L. And in case you're wondering, I am capitalizing all those caps lock, auto caps lock, audio caps lock. That's capital A, capital L, capital L. We need to take all things to Jesus. Not some, not big, not small, not medium, but all. You know, take all of your cares, take all of your worries, take all of your problems, all of your concerns, all of that to Jesus. But, you know, don't stop just there with the problem. 
take all of your thankfulness to him as well. Thank all of your gratitude, you know, all of your worship, all of your praise to Jesus as well. Because, you know, he is there to help us. He is there to be there for us. He's there to comfort us. And, you know, we should be there to worship him. You know, a, when you pray, you are committing an act. You are, and I'm not an English major, but I, I know that prayer or praying is a verb. At least I hope so, and I don't sound stupid now. Uh, but when you're praying, are, are you praying just words? You know, are you... And what I mean by that is I've been guilty of that, just praying for prayer's sake, um, just saying words. But, you know, actual prayer is tuning the outside world off or tuning them out and turning your heart and your mind and everything to Jesus, totally focusing on him and praying, talking to him, telling him your heart. He knows it. And don't get me wrong, he already knows your heart, but he enjoys hearing from you. But also when it comes to prayer, we also need to shut up sometimes. And what I mean by that is, yeah, we talk to God and we carry him all of our troubles and problems and everything. And that's what we're supposed to do. But if we're looking for an answer to that, how can we hear an answer when we're constantly talking? So I think prayer needs to be a lot, a, a lot of silence as well. And I've heard some pastors before say that the only book on prayer that should be written is one page that says pray you know and, and and i agree with that don't get me wrong but you know we also need to shut up and listen sometimes you know prayer is also a state of being a state of mind because what it does when we actually pray and turn things and are talking to God, it's it's a peace of mind because we know that we're giving it to someone, to the only one that can take care of the issue. And again, I know from personal experience, this is hard to do. It's very difficult to do but it is able to be done. God gives us a way to talk to him. We don't have to go through priests. We don't have to sacrifice animals in order for him to hear us. We don't have to do burnt sacrifices because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. All we have to do is turn over our hearts and our minds to him and talk to him. And like I said too, also be aware that we need to listen to him listen for him as well we need to know that when we give it to God to leave it with God you know and whenever we can get into that mindset of turning it over and leaving it to God things are gonna happen you know we also need to be aware that whenever we do this it may not happen instantly 
In the microwave society that Christians and other people have become, we expect things to happen immediately. Our timing is not God's timing. It could happen in five minutes. It could happen in five weeks. It could happen five months, five years, or any time. Our time and God's time are not the same. You know, it will happen if it's in his will when it's when he's ready for it to happen. You know, and something else that I think is really important here that we, you know, need to take heed of is that whenever we can get into that mindset of carrying things to God and leaving them with God, it it becomes an attitude. It, that you can live by it comes a lifestyle you know a lot of people won't talk about lifestyle changes and that's their diet that they go on to to lose weight you know how about prayer being a lifestyle change as well you know you can never pray enough you can pray 24 7 that's still not enough you know and humans in us it's not possible for us to do that because eventually we're going to pass out from exhaustion you know, but the thing is, whenever we can carry these things to God and do them on a regular basis, it becomes a habit, you know, which turns into a lifestyle change. And what's more important is, it's more important to have the lifestyle change of, you know, losing weight, which is important, granted, I'm not saying that it's not, and this is coming from a guy who, you know, needs to lose weight as well, but we also need to have the lifestyle change of prayer and carrying it to God. And it will remove a lot of stress from us. You know, leaving it there with him, we're not carrying it back with us. That's a weight gone from our shoulders. You know, and we also need to be thankful for the opportunity to be able to carry things to God. Because like I said earlier, they used to have to do animal sacrifices, burnt sacrifices, blood offerings, wave offerings, offering offerings, you know, in order to get to God. They had to go through priests such as like Aaron and, and his sons and all in order to get this accomplished. But now all we have to do is talk to Jesus. And, you know, I understand people saying, you know, humility of like getting down on your knees and praying. And, and there's nothing like that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, some people have knee problems or back problems or whatever and can't physically do that. Did you know that you can talk to Jesus while you're driving in a car? While you are eating? While you are doing whatever? You can talk to Jesus at any time. You know, he's only a conversation away. You don't even have to pick up a phone. You know, we need to be thankful for the opportunity to talk to Jesus and thankful for his grace that he offers to us. You know, thankful for his mercies that he shows us and, you know, and thankful to him if he answers our prayers. And again, I say the if is there because it may not be in his will to do so. We have to pray for his strength to deal with whatever his will is. You know, be thankful if he answers your prayers. Be thankful if he does not answer your prayers. And I'm sure a lot of the people at least my age and older that are listening to this are probably thinking about the Garth Brooks song, 
sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, we need to thank God for all unanswered prayers because evidently it was not in his will for it to happen. Yeah, it's it's a very fine line to, you know, thank God for the unanswered prayers. And what I mean by that is, you know, are you sure that you gave it all to him and didn't keep something something back? You know, is it in his will? So, you know, I, I hope my explanation of that makes, you know, some sense to you listeners there. Because we need to make sure that we care it to God with 100% commitment. To 100% leave it with God and not bring any of it back. Because that's not leaving it with God. You know, in verse 7 of you know, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 brings in the results of giving it to God. And the peace that will come from Him. You know... Whenever I first had the wreck and, you know, got back to some sense of normalcy, I prayed to God for my sight. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, honestly? And I prayed and prayed and prayed, and, you know, I finally got a peace about it that, you know, if he gives it back to me, then I will be more than grateful, you know? Because, yeah, I want to see again. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, if God doesn't, give me my sight back here on earth I'm fine with that as well I still live my life to the fullest that I can you know why let something like that stop you because regardless of what happens in the end whenever I get to heaven hey I'll be able to see again you know God's peace is there to comfort us but it's also there to protect us you know it heals us it helps us get through tough situations, through, you know, trials, through tribulations, you know, and even though we cannot understand the mind of God, we can accept the fact that he has our best interests at heart, you know, and the multitude of people in this world that are not saved cannot understand the true peace of God. You know, and, and even Christians cannot understand the full peace of God. It's, it's not meant for us to understand it fully because there's still that level of, of uh, mystique even, even to us Christians about the peace of God. Like, why does he do it? You know, how does he do it? When is he going to do it? Several of these questions can go through our minds, but a Christian knows that God, at the end of the day, has our best interests at heart. And I don't know about you all, but it's really comforting for me to know that no matter what, God is in control. I'm glad to know that Richard's not in control because, honestly, Richard will screw it up. But you know what? God never does. The zombie apocalypse has come. And all the years of me needing to lose weight, now it is a must for my survival. Join me by following Zombie Diaries to track my progress. Hey, 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, it means a lot to me. I just ask that you please like, share, rate, review, and if you want to keep up with each and every one of the podcasts, be sure to subscribe as well. You can visit us on the web at www.620lifepodcast.com. Again, that's www620 L-I-F-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com.